Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Busy Mom Podcast. This is Heidi St. John, and I'm here with Dorinda Wilson today. And and most of you have heard, I'm sure by now, uh, that Paris was attacked mm-hmm. uh, by, uh, sounds like, I'm sure that there's still reports are coming in, but it sounds like it was ISIS, uh, Islamic uh, radical extremists, um, Muslims, mm-hmm. do I dare say the word, uh, who have... Uh, propagated this attack on Paris. We listened, as I'm sure many of you did, with with, uh, with just absolute stunned disbelief mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this is happening, that this could happen. Uh, and yet we kind of, I think we everyone knows, you know, mm-hmm. we are not immune. We certainly right. learned that on 9-11. Right. Uh, and we've had a little bit of time to sort of let it sink in. And of course, our hearts and prayers are with uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord and, and, and those who don't know the Lord. Mm-hmm particularly with, mm-hmm. the, with those who don't know the Lord, uh, who are suffering and struggling uh, to understand how something like this could have even happened. Uh, we wanted to talk about fear in particular today. Uh, many of you know that I speak on this subject all around the country. We do uh, uh, a women's conference called Fearless. Mm-hmm. We've done it how many times last year, Dorena? Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Several times. Yeah, several, four um, or five. And we're doing it again coming mm-hmm. up in mm-hmm. February in Vancouver, Washington, um, if you're interested, what's the date of that, Dorinda? That's February 26th and 27th. So the 26th and 27th of February 2016 in mm-hmm. Vancouver, Washington. If you're interested in coming to that, uh, and I would encourage you, we have people coming from all over the country. We've we got do. a great hotel rate uh, mm-hmm. for everybody, and it's not expensive to come. It's no. $65 for your ticket. That includes lunch and dinner and two days of teaching and really right. getting into the word of God. And I'm going to be talking about fear mm-hmm. uh, because it is my belief that fear is uh, the weapon of choice mm-hmm. right now that mm-hmm. the enemy is using. Clearly, there is an epic battle between good and evil that's happening in our culture. It's happening around us. And uh, and the enemy has people on the run. Definitely. Uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, Dorena and I were sitting down over coffee just kind of talking about how we feel as mothers, mm-hmm. watching our children who are now beginning to have children of their own, mm-hmm. raising children in this generation mm-hmm. in this climate mm-hmm. of fear and uncertainty. But God isn't silent on the issues of our day. And certainly uh, the apostles were no strangers to fear That's and they right. were not strangers to suffering. God mm-hmm. himself, uh, he sent his son who died a horrible death, a crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to Dorinda this morning, I never thought I'd live to see these kinds of things happening. Mm-hmm. And yet you hear report after report after report. And I saw somebody on Facebook this morning say, of course, you know, uh, um, there was just a, a bombing, I guess, the same day at a funeral in Beirut. No one heard about it. There was another uh, similar incident that happened. And they were saying, you know, no one heard about it because they were white people, which just enrages me because mm-hmm. I think this is not a race issue. No. I think we're well beyond that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people in this country, certainly right now, who want to talk about racism and they mm-hmm. want to bring it to the front. But what we're really engaged in is a battle against good and evil. That's right. Uh, That's and, right. It, and it has nothing to do with race. No. And it really. started at the beginning of time Absolutely. at the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. It's it's no different. It's just mm-hmm. I think in our culture we've gotten very comfortable. Yeah, we've been safe, mm-hmm. fairly safe for mm-hmm. quite a while, and um, I think it God's calling us to wake up. Yeah, it certainly is a wake up call. And I want to just clarify: I'm not saying racism doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I think uh, clearly it does. Right? There are really awful, wicked, stupid people mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Christian. Uh, our hope is fixed 
on Christ. Our anchor has got to be in Christ. And we've been saying now for quite a while um, that there is a time coming in this nation where Christians are going to have to need, we are going to need to stand up Mm -hmm. uh, for Mm -hmm. the truth of God's word. And it's interesting to me in a culture of political correctness, Mm -hmm. you know, on the altar of compassion, Mm -hmm. right? It's kind Mm -hmm. of a misguided compassion. Right. That we're, you know, someone said to me, be open-minded, but not so open-minded that your brain falls out, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That's what what I always tell my kids, you know? know? That's a great word picture. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we're kind of done that in the name of political correctness Mm -hmm. and what's happening as we've, you know, this sort of new tolerance and we're tolerating things that we absolutely should not be tolerating. Right. Right. And we are, uh, we are, showing compassion towards things that we should not mm-hmm. be compassionate about. Mm-hmm. Jesus did not show compassion towards sin. Right. You know, he's going to come to judge all sin someday. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we need to be compassionate about suffering and compassion toward the suffering of others. And obviously, uh, we are surrounded by suffering. But I want to deal specifically or talk specifically today um, about uh, hope, mm-hmm. because hope is the antidote to fear. That's right. And when you lose hope... Um, fear, it just, it seems like, and it's sort of a prevailing thing in the, in the culture. Right. Um, I've been reading a book, uh, for a couple of weeks now, uh, by Jim Cimbala. We'll link back to this stuff like we always do, but he has a new book called, it's called a storm hearing Jesus for the times that we live in. And one of the things that he talks about in the book at the very beginning is he outlines some, um, sort of bellwether signs that a storm is coming. Mm -hmm. And Dorinda, you and I were talking about that this Mm -hmm. morning over coffee, Mm -hmm. um, that there is a storm coming. I mean, Mm -hmm. we we see it. I think we sense it. We know it. We don't want to talk about it. Right. Because it it scares us. Right. Which is, again, now you're back to the enemy again. Exactly. That's that's what he wants us to feel is to be afraid. Mm -hmm. I think God is saying, I haven't given you a spirit of fear. That's right. Power and love and a sound mind. And Jim Cimbala lists three things that he says are sort of uh, bellwether signs that he wants us to consider. The first one is that we're not as big as we think. Mm-hmm. And I love this. I'm gonna, we're gonna, and we're going to talk about this for the next couple of episodes. So I don't want to sort of rush through it and feel right. like uh, we, right. you know, uh, people feel like there's something we have to rush through. But listen to what uh, Jim says. He says, a quick Google search will reveal some surprising statistics about Christians in America. For example, one website says that 2,046,000 uh, people in the United States are Christians. That's a huge percentage of people, Americans, who claim to be followers of Christ. But is it a true or bogus number? If nearly 80% of the population were Christian, wouldn't we see the effects of that mm-hmm. on the culture? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Wouldn't we see the effects of that on the culture? Then he says, let me ask you it in a different way. Are eight out of 10 people in your school, office, or community Bible-believing, church-going followers of Jesus? That's not the case in Vancouver, mm-hmm. Washington, mm-hmm. where I live, I can tell you mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. that's not the case in Portland. Uh, is that is that the case in Spokane? No, no, no. I think what you're saying is, um, or what he's trying to say is, you'll the scripture talks about this. You'll know them by their fruit. We're mm-hmm. not seeing the fruit of those numbers. Yes, yeah. And I think the numbers are a clear warning sign that there's a storm coming, that mm-hmm. the lights are going out. Jesus says that we're the light of the world. Mm-hmm. We're a, we're supposed to be a, sh- a shining for the Lord, and, mm-hmm. and we're seeing th- that light grow dimmer and dimmer and mm-hmm. dimmer. Uh, the second warning that he lists 
he says is that personal transformation is rare. I thought this was really interesting. Uh, over the last decade, leaders from several denominations have told me that new members, average attendance, baptisms, and those kinds of things have all declined in their churches. The largest evangelical denomination sadly reports that uh, people claiming uh, to come to Christ, new converts, uh, as measured in baptism in 2012, was the lowest since 1948. Mm-hmm. I, I can't help but believe, and you've been, you've been, when you've talked to, you know, in all the uh, places you've spoken, mm-hmm. I've heard you say this over and over again, it really comes down to um, biblical illiteracy. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we're not in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, the Christians aren't in the word and they don't, they're not standing on the word because they don't even know the word. Yeah, they don't. And that's interesting. And you're always saying, read your Bible. Read your Bible. And I think that's really what this yeah. is about. We're letting other people tell us what the Bible says instead of going mm-hmm. to the Bible for ourselves. That's right. And that's interesting you would say that because the third sign that he says that a storm is coming is that biblical literacy has declined mm. in the country. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I've been talking about this for years mm-hmm. because everywhere I go, I speak mostly to church uh, right. women right. and they don't know the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so when something comes up in the culture... We were letting the culture define it for us exactly. rather than defining it by what exactly. God says in his word. Right. Right. And uh, I think, you know, surveys have shown over and over again, we see this Barnadez research, mm-hmm. uh, Pew Research has mm-hmm. been out lately saying that, you know, church attendance is declining. People don't know the word of God like mm-hmm. they used to. And boy, if we don't have everything in place for the perfect storm right now, mm-hmm. for the enemy to sort of come in. And certainly, uh, we're, we we watched this morning on the news, 10,000 uh, refugees mm-hmm. from Syria flew into Los Angeles on our dime. We flew them in and reports are, these are largely, uh, they're men. Right. They're not, they, we're not importing women yeah. and children refugees. And it's not even older men, it's 18 to, tw- to 45. So really what we're doing is we're importing warriors. Right. In many, many ways. And it is a fearful thing. And so mm-hmm. the question is, uh, how do we respond to it? Right. Well, because that's where we were this morning as we were sitting on the couch at the coffee mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. We were both in mm-hmm. tears yeah. thinking about our kids' future. And this mm-hmm. is not what we had envisioned. No. And yet, clearly, this is what's happening. Yeah. So where do we go from here? And, yeah. and I realized while we were talking how much fear had gripped me already, mm-hmm. just seized mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And... um and we we continue to talk and really realize that hope was mm-hmm. what we needed mm-hmm. and hope it can only be found in Christ that's right and so rather than respond out of fear and mm-hmm. freak out because that's, right. that's that that's our humanness we're mm-hmm. going to we want to do that and i you know i and i do believe this god calls us all to do different things that's but right. I, I think we're called to respond i mm-hmm. think that the enemy would love to see us sit mm-hmm. quietly not say anything sit on our hands feel like we're helpless but we're not helpless mm-hmm. We serve the King of Kings, and That's God right. says a lot about hope. The first thing we want to know about hope is that God has a solution That's right. already to our problems outlined in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 10 says the temptation in your life is no different from what others have experienced in the past. So Jesus is telling us through the Apostle Paul that nothing that we're experiencing right now is news to anybody. There's nothing, to anybody. New, under nothing the sun. new under the sun. There's nothing new that's happening right, right. now. I mean, we're, I think we're shocked by it. Maybe the first time we've right. ever seen it in our right. generation, in our right. lifetime, Experiencing certainly. it yourself is far different than reading about it. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, but the Bible says that God is faithful. Going mm-hmm. on uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Mm-hmm. And when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. And I think that fear is a temptation. It is. It is one of those things that the enemy uses, and we can easily fall victim to it. 
And all, after what, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we turn into that mom who's sort of spinning around in a circle, you <laughs> exactly. know, freaking out, but you don't really have anything. You're, you're not doing anything that's helping. Exactly. You're just freaking out. Right. And, and I think your your spirit gets tied up in knots. That's exactly right. And not focusing on that fear. We need to focus on what's true and real. And mm-hmm. what's true and real mm-hmm. is that God is still on the throne. Yes, absolutely. And he won't ever leave us. The Bible says that hope is an anchor for our soul. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about anchors this morning. Hebrews 6, 19 and 20 says, we have this sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having been made a high priest forever, forever. Mm-hmm. He's never going to leave us. He is the anchor. And I loved what you're reading this morning saying that that Jesus is the anchor. And unless an anchor has a tether to a ship, it's really right. not worth anything, <laughs> That's right? right? And That's we right. have the Holy Spirit That's right. that connects us, that we need to be in constant mm-hmm. communication with the Lord, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we're on our, our knees mm-hmm. rather than uh, running to the phone and running to right. Facebook, that the first response is, Lord, be with us, right. help us know right. what to do. It is that hope that keeps us uh, that keeps us from despair. That's right. And fear is the beginning of that despair. The enemy would love to see uh, God's people in despair. Psalm forty two five says we're supposed to put our hope in God. The psalmist David, who knows what it was like to mm-hmm. be hunted, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that guy, he experienced the highest <laughs> of highs and the lowest life. of lows. Yeah, he did the dumbest of things and the bravest of things. Mm-hmm. This guy was uh, pretty much hit on every high point and every low point that right. you can have in the human experience. And he wrote a lot about hope. And in Psalm 42, 5, here's, here's David, you know, obviously frustrated. And he says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disquieted within me? So he's talking to himself. Right. Right. Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Sort of giving yourself a pep talk. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out? And he's, this is David doing that. Why are you downcast? Um, and then he says, hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. He's saying that he's going to put his hope in God. And again, in, in Psalm 146, how blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them and who keeps faith forevermore. I love this mm-hmm. idea that he he's, he's pointing the reader back to God, but he's also saying, you don't just serve any God. That's right. Your hope is in the one who made it, the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved what uh, John Piper had to say this mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. in response to the terror attacks in Paris and basically saying, uh, you know, if your hope is in Allah, right. your hope is sorely misplaced. That's right. Because Allah is not God. Mm-hmm. And they can scream Allah Akbar and blow themselves up, but they're going to wake up in hell when they do that. Mm-hmm. We serve the living God, who the Bible says created the heavens and the earth, who spread Mm -hmm. out the heavens like a canopy. And like I was just saying in Indianapolis, why are we running? Mm -hmm. Why Mm -hmm. are we afraid? Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of the gospel Mm -hmm. is it, and and as we're approaching Christmas, those words always just Mm -hmm. resound in my mind, Mm -hmm. God with us. Mm -hmm. When Jesus came, he didn't, you know, he came and he died and he conquered death. Yes. He went back with the Father, but he didn't leave us alone. He left the Holy Spirit here with us mm-hmm. as our comforter, as our guide. And we ha- we can count on the Holy Spirit to keep us, um, you know, like you were talking, being tethered to the anchor, mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's something that will never change. That's, yeah. that's the thing that I, I love about the Word of God is that it never changes. It has yes. stayed the same and God never changes. Yeah. And I think 
to put our hope in him is to put our hope in something that in someone that never changes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, with so much going on around us that is changing all the time, mm-hmm. we desperately need that. And his word, you know, this is this is my my extreme frustration with so many pastors who have strayed away from the word of mm-hmm. God. Uh, God's word is relevant. That's right. It's relevant to what we're going through right now. It's relevant to this to the um, fears that we face. And the Bible says that when we trust in God, that's where we find our peace. That's right. That's what keeps us from freaking out, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. And, and just losing it. Uh, Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace and believing. Right. That you may abound in hope. How do you do that? By the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And Isaiah, we don't do it on our own. That's right. Isaiah forty one thirteen says, "For I am the Lord your God, who mm. takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. Mm. I will help you." Yeah. Do not fear, for I will help you. There's a couple of books. We're going to pick this up again uh, at the next podcast because I want to talk specifically about how do, how we sort of shepherd our children in times mm-hmm. of fear. Certainly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, turn on the news. We see things that are that are terrifying. We're watching uh, things coming, it looks like, now to the shores of the United States mm-hmm. unless uh, the people in political power in this country decide to do something about right. it. Right. And again, rather than feeling helpless, I want to... I want to uh, I'm going to do what I can, speak right. what I can, use That's the platform right. that God has given mm-hmm. me to speak the truth. Mm-hmm. But I also want to help moms shepherd their children uh, for such a time as this. That's I believe, right. and we talked about this this morning uh, earlier, that um, there will be a special grace over this generation mm-hmm. of believers. God Absolutely. is not going to allow something to happen and not uh, provide the grace that it takes to get through that. And so we want to talk about overcoming fear and how can we talk to our children about fear and how can we model uh, that for them. But I wanted you uh, real quickly. So you guys heard me say Jim Cimbala has a great book called Storm, Hearing Jesus for the Times that We Live In. And Dorinda's been reading a really great book. You mm-hmm. read a, you read quite a bit of it to me the other day. Yeah. Uh, what What is that book about and who wrote it? Well, it's by Levi Lusco. Hopefully I didn't slaughter his last name, but um, it's called Through the Eyes of a Lion, Facing Impossible Pain and Finding Incredible Power. Mm. And it is um, just basically kind of a manifesto for uh, high octane living, you know, just turning uh, your your journey into a roar story. And mm. basically, it's, a, it's an incredibly inspiring story mm-hmm. and words that help you uh, just just take a hold of courage yeah, and a hold of the Lord mm-hmm. who is our courage mm-hmm. and move forward um, fearlessly, mm. you know, doing what God has called you to do. And mm-hmm. I, I love what you said about um, earlier, because, you know, we, we react to these things and we, and we, our immediate reaction was, I mean, mine was fear, yeah, a paralyzing fear. It's a visceral fear. reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but going to the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you want in all of this? And keeping our eyes on him mm-hmm. and, um, just finding our hope and our courage in Him, mm-hmm. and I think we need to be as believers, and this is part of the the discussion. Maybe not a huge part of it for today, but part of the discussion is how are we how are we responding uh, to the attacks in Paris? How are we responding? Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of you know uh, not living in fear is asking the Lord to give us discernment. That's right. Um, asking the Lord, you know, open our eyes so that we can see. The truth of what is happening. That's exactly right. Right. You. I think it's looking past what we see with the naked yeah. eye, and asking God to give us His eyes to see yes. what is what is He doing because He's He's 
he's evidently he's working. Yep. He's moving. He's on the move. And we just need him to give us his eyes. Yep, that's exactly right. And I, I think it's impossible to understand a religion that drives uh, young men to mm-hmm. barbarism, like mm-hmm. the kind of thing that we're seeing. And I think that's part of the reason why it is so fearful, because we don't right. get, we don't understand it. We don't operate it like that. It doesn't make sense. You're full of the Holy Spirit. You can't even comprehend evil that's like that. And so uh, consequently, we don't have the tools in our toolbox. We, we don't understand their culture. We don't understand their, their mentality. We don't understand their reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the enemy has used it as a kind of a tool to make us afraid. And that's so right. tomorrow I want to talk about, um, and rather than being afraid, mm-hmm. what are some tools that we can have in our toolbox? How can we equip our children to, uh, to overcome fear? We live in a, a materialistic, mm-hmm. uh, hedonistic, really, mm-hmm. um, uh, self-centered. We talked about this this morning. It took That's that right. picture of that brat doll with her selfie stick about my, you know, <laughs> wow. Um, it's a tolerant lifestyle and we cannot comprehend a worldview that demands a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think once we learn to understand it and we go back to the word of God, uh, we can begin to give those tools to our children That's right. straight from the word of God. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue this conversation uh, on the next podcast. I want to encourage you, if you haven't seen already, I actually have necklaces that say fearless mm-hmm. on them. That's right. Um, That's they right. are they're a great reminder. Second Timothy one seven for God hasn't given you a spirit of fear is inscribed on the back. The reference right. is inscribed on the back of mm-hmm. that. Um, I wear that necklace all the time. So do I. Yeah, and uh, those are available right now. Mm-hmm. If you go to HeidiStJohn.com and click on the store, uh, you can find those. Also, we have um, arrow pendants. Right. And those are a good mm-hmm. reminder. Uh, uh, actually, Dorinda, most a lot of listeners may not know this. Dorinda's husband's a jeweler, and mm-hmm. he's actually the one I commissioned to make these. Right. Um, there's a really wonderful story, and I don't have time to talk about it right now, but that went into uh, the design of those necklaces. Mm-hmm. First, what God did in my heart, and then mm-hmm. kind of connecting me with uh, Dorinda again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want these necklaces to bless the women who wear them, They're, and I, and they really are doing that. They are doing that, and I personally, I. I wear them all the time and I'll wear the arrow and the fearless pendant on the same chain yeah. to remind me of, of both of those, mm-hmm. those things we've mm-hmm. talked about. And that is just that we, we have not been given the spirit of fear. That's right. And then the, the fact that we're commissioned as moms to, mm-hmm. you know, to raise our children for the Lord mm-hmm. as arrows for him. Yep. That's right. So check that out. Um, we, you know, buy them for your daughters. Mm-hmm. They're great. They make great uh, Christmas gifts. And uh, it's a reminder of who we are. We are not called to be afraid. We can be fearless in this generation. All right. We're going to pick this up next time, uh, talking about overcoming fear and teaching your children how to respond to fearful situations in the culture. We'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. <laughs>